The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When life hands you a unique shift, what happens next? The gift is the shift. Welcome to The Sky's the Limit with your host, Karen Levitt. In our program, you will hear from people who have discovered the gift, whether through personal experience or those that are helping others through this experience. You'll find the next hour to be a motivating and encouraging one. Now, here is Karen Levitt. Hi, good afternoon. This is Karen Levitt, and I have the pleasure to be joined by with Norm Page today. He's my featured guest. And Norm, since 1999, has been both an assistant and a head coach and member of the board with the, US, with the Buffalo Sabres uh, junior sled hockey team from 2002 to 2009. And Norm was president of the Buffalo Sabres sled hockey organization. During this time, the program grew from two to four teams. Their yearly budget tripled. Scholarships for aspiring college-bound athletes were created and a relationship with the Buffalo Sabres NHL organization was, was um, improved. Since 2006, Norm has represented USA Hockey, National Sled Hockey Team. So with that, I'd like to welcome you, Norm. Well, thank you, Karen. Thanks for having me here today. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. And um, I just want to get right into this because when most people hear USA Hockey, they think of USA men's and women's Olympic hockey teams. But USA Hockey is much more than that. Can you give myself and the listeners a brief overview of USA Hockey and USA Sled Hockey? Absolutely. Absolutely, Karen. Again, thanks for having us. I I think, you know, this helps create awareness for for what we do for all our athletes, not just uh, able-bodied athletes, but also our athletes that may have some type of... uh, Impairment or, you know, cognitive, I mean, all types of different, uh, you know, um, different abilities. And so uh, we're very fortunate. USA Hockey, uh, well over 10 years ago, decided that they would love to have sled hockey under their auspice, the national team, just like the men's uh, Olympic team and the women's Olympic team. They took over the national sled team. And uh, since then, we've had great success with uh, with two gold medals, uh, the first one in Vancouver and then the second one in uh, Sochi uh, just last year. Um, three out of the last four world championships have been won by the U.S. team. And we just the last two years, we've been fortunate enough to have NBC broadcast last year's Sochi final against Russia in Sochi, and then this year the World Championships, which were held in Buffalo, uh, NBC Sports Network broadcasts the final against Canada Live. So we're getting much more awareness. We're getting an awful lot of uh, folks that normally wouldn't be able to play hockey getting out and playing the sport of sled hockey. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. And can you just um, you know explain sled hockey? Because people hear that and they don't quite understand. So if we could go right back, you know, 
to the basics, if you will. So if we could share that, that would be, I'd like to lay the foundation for the listeners so they truly can, you know, get a good grasp of it. I understand it, but... Sure, sure. Well, sled hockey, the only difference is that, uh, you know, the sled hockey is played on a, on a sled, and it, and it looks very similar to a sled. Uh, it has two blades underneath, two hockey blades, and uh, one of the other differences is that our, our athletes use two sticks instead of one, and uh, there's sharp picks on the end, so they sit in the sled, and they dig those picks into the ice, uh, to propel themselves, and then on the other side of those same sticks are the the blade that they're able to hit the puck with and shoot the puck with. And uh, uh, so, one of the differences, obviously, is that our athletes get very good at using both left and right hands. And um, you know, it's upper body. You know, of course, you're you know you're not using your legs. So whether it's an able-bodied person or um, somebody with some type of, of disability, they are um, equal on the ice because uh, they're not using their legs. They're only using their upper body to propel the sled around the ice. And um, so that's basically uh, what, mm-hmm. what it is. It's, it's just hockey on a sled, and rules are very, very similar. And uh, uh, so uh, it's, it's great to watch, and there's an awful lot out there. If people are looking, you put it in Google sled hockey, and you'll see it. It's, it's everywhere. That's what I was going to ask. So, was my understanding, and I'll ask you since I have you here, the sleds are they made for each, you know, athlete individually, or you know, are they like you can go to the store and buy hockey skates because, you know, that I, I thought each sled was made specifically for a player. Well, that's a great question, Karen. What basically what we have is when we start our youth out, or or an adult for that matter, maybe that had an injury or something that came into the sport, um, we have what we call a, a rink sled where the, the, they work very well, but they're adjustable so that a, a hockey program can have a lot of these rink sleds because you know we have all types of different sizes and shapes, just like. Uh, stand-up hockey coming in and so these sleds are adjustable and they you know they they they're longer lengths you know we have the the blades wide on the bottom so that they don't have to worry about balancing this sled early on uh and then we can move them in as they go so we have what we call a ring sled so they're adjustable and they, they can be adjusted with the athlete as they continue to develop there are sleds uh and a lot of our athletes will graduate from that rink sled into a um sled built for themselves and we have a couple manufacturers one here in the u.s and one in canada that manufacture those sleds they get measurements and they make those sleds specifically for the individual player and again as they go along a lot of the athletes like to have their own sled and uh will have those made specifically for themselves mm-hmm. um so Okay. And you know what what always struck me with when I watched as brief as it was when I watched sled hockey. It's amazing these athletes, you know, they've over, they overcome often physical challenges and want to get back to the game that they love so much. And when they when they're on the ice, um they don't hit the flexible boards like we see in the NHL. Maybe you want to talk about that. They actually hit low and they hit sled to sled and it's it's incredible. So it, it is, and it's it's a very physical game. I mean, I, I think um, 
you know, one of the things that we see, and it's very exciting for, for me when I travel on the country and we help start these new programs uh, as part of my job with uh, USA Hockey as a volunteer is to help start new programs. But seeing the faces of the athletes and then moms and dads seeing that, you know, these athletes, no matter what their age, they can jump on a sled and, and start playing immediately. And in a lot of cases, they never thought that they would have the opportunity, depending on their child's disability, never thought they'd have that opportunity. So they're out there, they're playing, but yeah, they are hitting these boards. And, uh, you know, stand-up players, anybody that's played stand-up hockey knows that they have the glass, and there's an awful lot of give to the glass, and uh, it moves. But our players are down on the ice, and they hit those boards, and it's basically a brick wall, and it just amazes me how hard these players will, you know, will hit each other. And, and it's just, they love playing, but, um, yeah, they, there's not a lot of give in those boards. So, yeah, so it's, uh, it's a tough sport. It's a tough sport. And what do you, what do you tell new, you know, new parents who watch this? What do you, you know, cause I'm sure there's a little bit of like, you know, they gasp and hold their breath and like, Oh my goodness. What, what do you tell them? You know, the parents like, you know, when they watch this and they see that. Well, I'll tell you, I think, I think, I don't, you know, I, I really just don't have to tell them a whole lot when they see the smiles on their sons and daughters or, you know, their husband or their wife or somebody. I mean, obviously we have all types of, of disabilities coming in. It could be birth defects, uh, spina bifida, um, you know, cerebral palsy, muscular dystrophy. I mean, all the types of birth defects that are out there, unfortunately, and then illness where maybe they've had cancer and lost a limb or some other type of illness and injuries of all types. And, And then also our wounded heroes, obviously, and our veterans coming home, which uh, we've had a big influx of those the last few years, unfortunately. And uh, but what we've been able to do is to, you know, put the smiles back on their face and, and help help everyone. It's it's not just the athlete that's benefiting. It's it's the entire family that benefits when, you know, they have the opportunity to participate in the team sport and you know the camaraderie, the self esteem, um, you know, being part of a team. All of that. Um, going away on weekends. I mean, just like just like anybody else would when they get into the sport and what it can do and how it can change lives is uh, is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's something, like I said, it's a sport that the player obviously loves and they're reconnected with it. Or maybe they've never played hockey and this gives them the opportunity to do that. And that sense of accomplishment, I would imagine it really, you know, builds builds mental confidence. I mean, just confidence all the way around, excuse me. You know, to be able to be successful at something after having gone through, like you said, being possibly a wounded warrior, having an injury or a birth defect, you know, to be able to play and be part of something and looked at whole and completely because when you play sled hockey, you're part of a team. That's big. It, it is. And as I've, as I've said all along, you know, it's, it's not only physical, it's mental, it's physical, it's social, it's all those things. And not, and again, not only for the athlete, but, you know, how good it is for, um, the families, the moms and dads, the husbands, the wives, uh, aunts and uncles, grandparents that are also part of this because, it, it is whatever the situation may be. It is a it is a family thing that they they are dealing with, and everyone's affected. And to be able to have other folks to talk to about some of the things that they've uh, encountered or are dealing with or will be facing, um, you know, it's just a great support for everyone in the family. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, with that being said, so can anyone play sled hockey? Because you don't have to have a physical challenge, do you, to be able to play? No, you don't. And I think that's another unique part about this is that, um, you know, we do encourage families to get involved. And, and just imagine the power of having uh, a sibling that maybe played stand-up hockey and never thought they'd have a chance to play with their brother or sister on the ice and putting them in a sled and, and mom and, you know, mom and dad seeing them playing side by side. Uh, it's a, it's a very, very powerful thing for the family again. So, you know, we encourage that and we have, uh, we have plenty of siblings and, and, um, you know, uh, relatives playing with each other or, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, it, it's a, it's a great sport. I, I can think of one story, uh, here with the local program, uh, where we have a, a two brothers and one with muscular dystrophy and actually twins and one has muscular dystrophy and the, and the other um, brother has is, is play stand-up hockey um, with no disability and they play side-by-side or did play side-by-side with each other for many years and any time that the, 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 the one brother would play stand-up hockey, um, sometimes the games would conflict between sled hockey and stand-up hockey. He would always choose sled hockey over stand-up hockey because he loved it that much so um it's just it's a great game it really is that's incredible that's wonderful thank you were they you said they were twins did you not to the they're the same age that's nice so it is and i remember seeing them for the first time when they came to the ice and you know they were they were just thinking of um their one son with muscular dystrophy and then they found out that you know that uh his brother could play with them and the power that that created between the two of them and the relationship that they, they had and the family had, mm-hmm. uh, again, very powerful, very powerful. Right. So they're all working together. There's not a separation. There's no difference, you know, once they're on, once they, um, you know, have all their equipment and gear and get on the ice, they play together. You don't know. You don't right, know until exactly. they get off the ice which one's getting in the wheelchair and which one's going to get up and walk away. And, and, and it's a great equalizer on the ice playing sled hockey and, and you know, again, a great camaraderie that uh, goes on on the ice because everyone's the same on the ice and, and they're just playing a game and playing a sport and, uh, and having a great time doing it. And you said the rules are the same. Ask specifically, are there any differences between sled hockey and you know, regular stand-up hockey, or are the rules essentially the same? They, they are basically the same, yes. Um, you know, the game is played on the same sheet of ice. The game is, uh, the nets are the same, uh, which makes it a little bit tougher for a goaltender uh, because he's sitting down, so there's a lot more coverage for him to cover because he's actually sitting down, not standing up like you would see a stand-up goalie. So um, it's a little bit more difficult for the goalie, but the goalie does um, does amazingly well. I mean, we work very hard with the goalies with their corners and things like that. They've gotten very good in, in the sport of sled hockey. But the rules are basically the same except for a couple. One is called a T-bone, which is a... Um, where you use the sled, the sled to ram into somebody. So you can't, in an easy explanation, you can't use the sled as a battering ram to hit somebody. So that's, that's called a T-bone. And then the other thing is, obviously, we have these picks on the end of the sticks, and they're, they're very sharp. And, and, again, if you get a chance to get online and see them, you can imagine they dig into the ice. They're very sharp. So, obviously, they're not allowed to use those picks for any type of... Uh, 
extracurricular activities, we'll put it mm-hmm. that way. So, uh, but other than that, every, you know, the rules are basically, uh, the same and, um, very fast, very skilled. Uh, again, when you think about being able to shoot left and right handed, um, it's an awful lot of skill, and uh, I think that's what makes the game so interesting to see is the, the skill level of these players. And on that note, we're going to pause and take a quick break. So we'll be right back, and we'll continue our conversation with Norm Page. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio Airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America empowerment change your world change your life voiceamericaempowerment.com you are listening to the sky's the limit with karen levitt if you have a comment or question about the show we encourage you to send an email to the sky's the limit show at gmail.com that's the sky's the limit show at gmail.com and remember to use the hashtag the gift is the shift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. Hi, welcome back. This is Karen, and I'm speaking today with Norm Page from USA Sled Hockey. And before we went to break, he was talking about the rules, and I want to go a little bit further with this with Norm and ask him specifically how, with his background, uh, how he became involved with the sport and the organization. So, Norm, if you'd like to share that with us, I know we'd, I would love to hear more about it. Sure. Well, I, I actually started, uh, I, I have a son with a disability, uh, born with uh, spina bifida, and uh, he's now 23 years old. And uh, so I started out as a water boy. Uh, so, you know, right, right, right at the right, it started right at the top there. So I started out as a water boy, helping out, assisting, you know, doing things, uh, helping on the ice, helping with a little bit with the organization, that type of thing. And then, uh, as, as time went on, I got very involved with the local organization and, um, you know, and my son Adam got, uh, just so much out of it. Uh, we did a lot with him early on, um, you know, we're very very fortunate uh, with his um, with his disability, how well he had done, and got he really got pretty good at the sport. And uh, 
so around 12 years old, he started thinking about the national team and all of that and really was really wanted to take it to the next level. And we were fortunate enough that, uh, you know, we were able to do that. And, and he had uh, just amazing drive that uh, he made the uh, junior national team, which is the developmental team for the national team at uh, 14, and then actually made the national team at 15. Uh, the youngest player picked at that time um, for the national team. And um, he's been on the national team now for the last uh, eight years, going into his ninth year this year, and uh, traveled the world. And we've been very, very obviously fortunate that he found something he truly loved and excelled at. So um, along with that, you know, obviously with, you know, all the things that he's gotten out of this, we, we wanted to be involved and as much as we possibly could, and as I mentioned, got involved with the local program, and um, we had some great success with that. And and then uh, about eight years ago, seven eight years ago, USA Hockey came to me and asked me if I would be interested in uh, becoming the national sled rep for USA Hockey. And uh, as a volunteer position, I travel around the country and help start new programs and give other kids uh, the same opportunity that Adam's been given. So that's. Mm-hmm where we are today and continue to do that. And Adam helps, you know, goes out and helps me with some of those programs around the country. We've been all over from just about anywhere you can think of around the country and uh, some real hockey hotbeds like uh, Birmingham, Alabama and, and Taos, New Mexico. And I mean, places everywhere that it's just amazing how many people have really grabbed onto the sport. And so we continue to, to spread mm-hmm. that word along with also building veterans programs. That's something else that we've been very involved with, with the last few years is mm-hmm. is uh, developing veterans programs for our, our wounded heroes coming home and, uh, and helping them uh, get back on the ice and uh, enjoying a sport again as well. So, you know, with all of that, and that's fabulous, I know has a stepmom to um, regular stand-up hockey uh, stepson who's, you know, now in college, but was skating since he was three, uh, can be expensive. I wondered, you know, with the veterans and just um, some of the players having, like I said, you know, uh, disabilities, are there any funding or, or, you know, when you start up organizations, do you try to assist with the families with being able to afford to be able to play? Well, and, and you're right, Karen. It is very expensive, and and these sleds that we're talking about are roughly around eight hundred dollars, seven eight hundred dollars for these sleds. So they're a very expensive pair of skates. Obviously, um, you know we we continue. USA Hockey's been again great in what they do and trying to help educate. We part of the job that I do is go out and help start these new programs. I, I work with the organizers to um, teach them. Uh, more about how to build a program, you know, all, you know, everything you can think of from, you know, putting a board together to, you know, going out and, and looking for money, fundraising, all types of aspects. We also have once a year where we, we bring in new programs and existing programs to help teach them uh, everything from writing grants to, you know, coaching, everything you can think of. So we do that uh, once a year in October. We bring these new, new programs and kind of help them teach them how to, how to build their programs, sustain a program. Um, along with that, we're very fortunate the last few years we've been getting an awful lot of grants uh, that have been coming in uh, from the veterans, from the VA, um, from uh, other uh, uh, 
places that are interested in helping um, the, these programs succeed and, um, um, you know, spinal cord injuries, things like that. So there's a lot of grants that are coming in um, and um, we continue to get more and more of those grants and people wanting to and foundations wanting to help uh, with with that. Um, there's USA Hockey Foundation also, which, you know, helps with all types of, of hockey um, that is also a very significant part of um, helping these programs. And uh, also um, uh, we started a foundation ourselves, uh, just got our 501c3 um, here, in, uh, and uh, it's called the Sled Hockey Foundation, and we're very excited about that, again, with the idea of giving other um other athletes, the same opportunity Adam's been given, we wanted to do this. So we received our 501c3 in, uh, in February and uh, are, are building a, a foundation and a, um, a way to help give back through that foundation along with all these other ways that we're, we're finding ways to help programs sustain. Congratulations. That's, that's fabulous. That's 5013, they, they are not easy to obtain, and it's wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. And, um, you know, you mentioned that the USA, you know, sled hockey is growing in the United States and also Europe. Is How is it ranked in Europe, sled hockey? Well, and that's an interesting question, Karen. And one of the, uh, obviously, here in the U.S. and in Canada, it's, it's huge. It's a, it continues to grow with the exposure that we've gotten, the success that the national team has, and they really are the face. I mean, that helps helps promote um, the sport with the success that the you know the national team has had, so it's helped us an awful lot. Um, we here in the U.S. What we have is we have a sled lending program. So when I go and do these do these uh, clinics around the country, that we have sleds that that get shipped in free of charge to a program. And then we come in and we do the program. The, the, the athletes have an opportunity to play because you just can't get these sleds anywhere. So we have uh, 30 sleds that we can send around the country for folks to try it and get out and, and do that. So we're very fortunate here in the U.S., again, supported by USA Hockey and the USA Hockey Foundation to be able to um, have these loaner sleds that we can bring into a, into a city, have them use it that weekend, pack them up, send them back, uh, on Monday, and that cost them anything to to you know try the sport. So it's been very successful. We don't have that in a lot of other places, and in Europe and other places, it's very similar to where you know women's hockey was, and, and in some aspects still is. Where you know we've got great women's hockey here in the U.S. and Canada, but we're weak in other parts of the of the world, and and it's not that much different with sled hockey. So we're working very hard. Uh, with the International Paralympic Committee and uh, an awful lot of folks that are, are really helping to build grassroots programs, uh, not only here in the U.S. and Canada, but around the world and, and Asia as well and, and Europe to help them understand the importance of not only for the national team, but, you know, think about what this does for young kids five, six, seven years old being able to do this. And that, and that's what they really, what really sustains the program is being able to develop a youth program because once you have our youth involved, they'll be with your program forever. And we, we always talk about that when we go into new programs, you know, that that's, that's what will sustain a program is getting your youth and giving them the opportunity to play and enjoy themselves from an early age on. Mm-hmm. 
like it's, it's an incredible sport to see. I've seen it, and it, it, yeah, you can't. I can't really even describe it except that it's absolutely incredible, and they play full heart and soul. And I wanted to, you know, talk about the commitment that these players have to even, as you said, you you offer um, sleds to people to try on a trial basis if even something they want to do. Um, once um, I think a player's on a sled and really, like you said, the smell in their face, I want to talk about the uh, the commitment that these players make once they're in, you know, what what they've overcome to even get there a lot of times. Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the things that, you know, folks may not realize is, is when you're talking about a family with a child or an adult with a disability, um, you know, it's, you know, there's a few more obstacles, obviously, and, you know, sometimes there's financial obstacles, you know, they, they spend an awful lot and taking care of, you know, their situation at home, and then there's also time commitment at home, and, and you know, we work very hard to try to help them, to get them out, to get them on the ice, to um, get them involved, and, and get away from those situations for, for a little while, and I think, you know, that's just so important, and once we're able to do that, you know, how do we um, help them to continue to do that, and and you know that's important as well. But the commitments that we see with these with these athletes, I, I'm you know in the families again overcoming all those issues to bring you know their son or daughter, or their husband, their wife, or you know whoever it may be, um, you know to be able to to pull away from those tough situations at home and get them to the ice on Saturday afternoon or Tuesday night or whatever it may be whenever the ice time is available. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. But I, I, you know, again, when I see, you see that first smile, I mean, when we usually get somebody on the ice, you usually don't have to look for them the next week. They're usually, they're usually there. And, you know, just, we're just trying to get them out there and let them know that this is available to them and, you know, what good this can do, um, for the individual, I think is very important. And, and once, once they're, once they're on that sled, they're usually hooked. So it's, uh, but they do get committed and, and, you know, it becomes such a huge part of their lives. And, you know, you get out there in the Facebook world and I'm not a big social media person. I, I know I should be more, and but I know the Facebook and, the you know, the social media aspect. And when you see their, their, um, you know, their email address and it's got the sled hockey in there, it's got their number in it. You realize how, how big a part uh, of their lives, uh, you know, this, this sport becomes and um, how much it changes their lives. So, uh, you know, it's really great to see. Awesome. And we're going to, on that note, Norm, we're going to pause for a quick break and we hope you stay with us and we'll be right back. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Do you feel alone even when you're surrounded by others? Do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April J. Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to help you find out who you are 
April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. What if you are greater than anything that you could ever imagine? What if the raising of the consciousness of our beautiful planet begins with acknowledging the greatness you are? Listen for Conscious Life and Living with Jackie Chapman. What if it's time to take charge of your life, acknowledge what is, and know that you know, because you always do. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. That's the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag the gift is the shift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. Hi, welcome back. This is Karen and I'm, I'm uh talking with Norm Page from USA Sled Hockey. And Norm and I have been talking about sled hockey in general, giving all of you a great overview. And now we're going to get a little bit more in-depth and talk about the building programs available and and um, how widely available sled hockey is to everyone. So, Norm, if we'd like to pick up and talk about the building programs available throughout the country, which you're a part of for sled hockey, that'd be fabulous. Sure. Well, as I mentioned, Karen, we have uh, we have the sled lending program, and it, and it works really well. And you can jump on to usahockey.com. There's a form there that you can fill out, and we can have those sleds uh, sent to you. Um, we usually encourage to do that fairly quickly. Uh, you know, we do those do book up pretty quickly. But um, you know, you jump on, you fill out the form, and we get those sleds to you, and um, a lot of times I show up with those sleds. I've traveled quite a bit with them, but uh, we, we do have folks around the country, too, that um, also help us uh, with those. And, and a lot of times we're able to bring a national team player. There's 17 of them uh, on our national team, and then uh, we have 17 on our, our uh, developmental team, our USA uh, um, sled hockey developmental team. And then also, which we're very excited about, is uh, not under the auspice of USA Hockey yet, but we hope soon it will be, but we do have a girl, USA Girls team um, that uh, is uh, continuing to develop and with hopes of uh, an exhibition in 2018 in Korea and uh, hopefully by 2022 seeing that the, the girls sled uh, playing in uh, 2022 uh, in China. So, um you know we're excited about that. It's 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 a sport for all for men and women and girls and boys and you know it, it's great to see that they they play together on the local teams the the, the guys and the girls and, and enjoy doing that. And, uh, but um, again, you can you, you feel free you jump on there. We can uh, you book that and we'll we'll come and we'll run a clinic for you and give you an opportunity to see the sport and and have. You know, athletes in your area come out and, and try it, and I, I know they would would love to uh, 
to do that. So, again, we continue to grow, but there's an awful lot of areas uh, um, that don't have the teams yet, and, and uh, so we're always uh, uh, looking to give more and more athletes the opportunity to play. And I know you talked about specifically about your son Adam and you know growing up with sled hockey and then advancing to the nationals to the national level how how does a player advance to the nationals what what's that like well it's 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 very interesting because it's really gotten to be very similar to um to stand up hockey when when Adam first started playing and when he tried out when he was 15 uh, actually tried out when he was 14, but when he made the team at 15, most of those guys were in their 20s and 30s. And um, as time has gone on, you know, we have athletes now that are starting playing when they're five and six years old, just like in stand-up. So the average age, I think, for the U.S. team now is 22 or 23. So it's uh, it's in line with what you see in in stand-up hockey. But... Um, you know, it's a, it's we have opportunities. We have camps for our for our athletes. You know, identification camps uh, where they can go out and try out, get their name out there. And uh, we have leagues now, adult leagues across the country that uh, allow teams to play weekly on a regular basis here in Buffalo. Uh, Adam played up in Canada, and and really it was. You know, great for him to play. Uh, at one point, he was playing 40 to 50 games on the local program, just, you know, as many, if not more, than, you know, stand up kids would play. We were up in Canada playing all the time, and that was really where he was able to learn a game and, and learned it well. And uh, um, But now we're having that opportunity around the country to see, um, you know, all these teams having our. And we, we promote that. We want these teams to be able to go out and compete and play because, you know, it's one thing to practice, but all of our athletes want to compete. And so that's part of the reason we continue to try to grow this so that the teams, you know, they, they have somebody to play, they have a place to play, uh, all of that. And uh, just like anybody else would. So as, as we grow, uh, you know, there's a competition and we have, we have our disabled festival, which is every spring usually in April, which is a national where we bring in um, sled teams from all over the country as well as uh, our other disciplines in, in uh, disabled hockey and USA hockey um, are able to come and at the national festival. And uh, we also have our national championship at that as well. It's called the USA Hockey Disabled Festival. And uh, so we have that. We have an NHL Classic in November. Mm-hmm. which is NHL-sponsored teams, which we continue. We're excited. I think we're up to around 19 or 20 um, NHL teams that are sponsored by their NHL uh, team in their city, like here in Buffalo. You know, We've been part of the Buffalo Sabres for, for many years. But uh, more and more the NHL, and we have a great relationship with the NHL. USA Hockey does as well, obviously, and... So they continue to support our sled programs all over the country, and we really appreciate their help and their support. So uh, that's usually in November where we have NHL-sponsored teams compete at all different levels with the NHL uh, jersey um, competing against other NHL sled teams uh, from around the country. So it's great. The kids have a great time doing that. you know, it's great for the tournaments. I mean, it's great for families and, and to come out and spend a weekend with other families like themselves and, and the kids get to do the same. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really, it really gets them, you know, back, if you will, into mainstream society as oftentimes, as you said, it can be very taxing on a family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Caring, it just, so, mm. Yeah, it's great support for everyone in the entire family. It really is. You know, and with, and with that, you know, like you said about the uh, twin brothers who played, one able-bodied and, and one not, um, wondered if we could talk a little bit more about the success stories that have come, you know, from USA Hockey and Sled Hockey. I know some of the, you, you mentioned some of the youth had, you know, helps build them into leaders in society, and that's fantastic. So I'd love to share that with the listeners. Well, yeah, and I think, you know, I think one of the important things that we've learned and and our our Sweat Hockey Foundation that we started in February, um, you know, it's, you know, this is a vehicle, you know, and, you know, we have different vehicles that we have that we can help you know, society, and, and and this is just another vehicle. It's hockey, and it's great, and it's a great sport. But obviously, the big picture is what are we, what are we giving um, our athletes in life lessons? And I think that's important, and that's one of the things that our our Sled Hockey Foundation really speaks to. And it, it's it's not only about the sport and 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 sled hockey itself, but it's about you know, building character and 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 building self esteem and and building leaders and and you know one of the things that we we are doing with our foundation is is working with um, corporate uh, help corporate sponsors um, and and helping to find jobs for our athletes, helping to um, develop leaders within the community um, through the sport of sled hockey, uh, and and also talking about some of the things that, you know, our, our athletes deal with, because when you think about, you know, some of our folks, you know, they've had, you know, a traumatic injury of some sort, and you know, what that can do um, to an athlete or including the family. And the family, you know, obviously the family is part of that illness or that that um, accident or, you know, losing a limb o- overseas, you know, from an IED or whatever it may be. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's um, it, it, what, the, the, what the sport's able to do is be able to get them back into society, get them um, learning that life is not over, and as I like to say, give them a positive crutch. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they need something, and they're looking for something to try to overcome all the things that they've faced through this adversity. And, you know, flood hockey can be a positive crutch in a positive way um, instead of some of the other things that, you know, that they could get involved with, you know, for example, you know, whatever it may be, alcohol or drugs or, you know, mm-hmm. finding those negative crutches, we're able to give them a positive crutch um, through sled hockey and through our foundation. I think that's one of the things that we we certainly talk about and um, we feel is very, very important um, in, in mm-hmm. you know, again, looking at the big picture uh, of, of what we can do with the sport. Right. You know, and I know... In my career as a nurse, I know exercise is important uh, to anyone, and especially after any sort of injury. Um, and through my own journey, I have heard and I continue to hear to try to maintain 
a certain level of physical activity because it does help uh, with, you know, depression and other, other, other things that pop up, let's say, and not to go into the long list. So I know uh, a lot of these players, you know, ice time for them is just so beneficial and enriching, like I said, and then for the whole family, it just brings a certain level of happiness. And what, what I, when I watch it, you know, as you said, they have sticks with, with picks on the end and they use both hands to dig in and propel themselves with a great amount of physical strength and can shoot both, both hands. To me, there's no disability in sled hockey at all. When I watch it, it's incredible. It is. It is. It's, I think, and I would encourage anybody to go out again and look at it because we have some great hockey coaches that have coached some of the best NHL players in in the country. And we, we're very fortunate now to have some of those in sled hockey and, uh, Adam's coach for the USA uh, national team. Jeff Sauer was a uh, coach at uh, Wisconsin, won a couple NCAA division one championships. And, um, Bob O'Connor who's coached an awful lot of, uh, um, NHL players and, you know, some of these names that were involved with, um, USA hockey and um you know stand up hockey have gotten into sled hockey and you can talk to any one of them and they will tell you these athletes have more skill uh than than stand up hockey players ever will have um mm-hmm. that's how great this game is and when you hear them talk about it and see the skill uh, and the abilities of these players it, it's it's you know and the other thing you'll talk to these athletes they don't want to be known as disabled athletes and they, they want to mm-hmm. be they're athletes, and that's the way they look at themselves, and that's the way they want to be looked at. So, you know, a lot of times I have to be careful even myself. You know, you just have to stay away from those terms because they are athletes. They're incredible athletes that play an amazing game and um, have uh, amazing skill levels. Uh, and um, when people see it, I think they're in awe. And I see that I see I see those mouths wide open when they see it for the first time when I go to a new town or a new city that's never seen it before. Even here in Buffalo, we've been here for well over twenty years, and um, we still have folks that haven't seen it, which is amazing to me. But you know, I, that same look of wow, you know, they saw this mm-hmm. they saw this young man or young young girl get up, get out of a wheelchair, crawl into that sled, and go out there and play this game. Uh, just so amazing to to see their their what they're able to do on the ice, and uh, it's 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 a, it's great to see. That's wonderful. It truly is, and you you described it very well. You sound like you saw me standing in the rink, but that that was pretty much my that was pretty yeah that was pretty much my reaction. Like I said, no disrespect. There's no diss in the ability of these players at all. And on that, uh, we're gonna pause for a quick break, Norm, and we'll be right back. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Get ready to experience a more fulfilling lifestyle. Tune in to Direct Connect Empowerment with host Fee Mazanke. The show will feature guests who have changed their lives by using the Direct Connect coaching program or have worked with the same concepts that this program offers. By hearing how others have been transformed, you will be inspired to move forward. Direct Connect Empowerment with 
Fima's Antique can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you're looking for tips for personal success, look no further than DJ and the Bear, keeping you at the top of your game with your hosts, leadership and personal effectiveness consultant, Dietta Jones, and Richard Dent, formerly of the champion Chicago Bears. Together as a husband and wife team, they've raised a family, owned two successful businesses, led major philanthropic initiatives through their foundation, and lived the ultimate lifestyle. Find out their secrets. Listen every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. That's the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag the gift is the shift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. Hi, this is Karen Levitt. Welcome back. I am joined with Norm Page from USA Sled Hockey, and we're going to pick up where we left off, and we were talking about the success stories from sled hockey, and there's no diss in the ability of these players because they're incredible. And sled hockey is not just for children. It reaches men, women, and uh, specifically wounded warriors. So I'd like to ask Norm about to share some of the success stories he's witnessed regarding the wounded warriors because it's incredible. Yeah, it's we've had great success. Uh, actually, I think we now have five members of the uh, national team that are uh, veterans um, that have uh, lost limbs or some type of injury from Afghanistan, Iraq, and um, so it, a few years ago here in Buffalo, I started a veteran program with the Buffalo Sabres. They were very supportive and we're so excited to do it. Um, and there are other programs that we've had success with down in San Antonio and um, in Washington with Walter Reed and, and more and more of them coming up around the country. And um, so it's great to to get our heroes uh, back on the ice, our men and women who have had some very serious traumatic injuries and be able to get them back on the ice. And we also, you know, even the stand-up hockey players, you know, there's an awful lot of men and women, and I didn't realize until um, I started this program four years ago with the VA and some great folks there at the Buffalo VA. But, um, you know, just how difficult it is for a lot of our men and women without uh, some type of um, traumatic injury, physical, um, and just a lot of the post-traumatic type disorders. So we're also very involved in getting them on the ice um, and um, very therapeutic to have them skating stand-up, so we do that as well. But I have one story, and it, it hit me really hard a couple of years ago. We were down in Pittsburgh for the NHL Classic, which I mentioned there's NHL teams that are sponsored. So the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, did this down at, at uh, their rink and um, the great folks in Pittsburgh. And uh, so this was about a year after we started our program, and I had a gentleman come up to me, and he's a great guy here locally, and he had um, 
he had been in a very, he had a, an injury and in a very serious um, situation in Vietnam in 1968, I believe it was, and uh, and it was right around Christmas, and uh, he hadn't spent a, a, a Christmas home since 1968, and so he came up to me and he said, this was in November, but he said, I will be spending Christmas this year at home because of this sport, and I, it was so powerful to me to think that, uh, you know, sled hockey was able to help this young, or this man. And, uh, you know, here it was since 1968, he hadn't spent Christmas with his family. And wow. So, very, very powerful, um, you know, something else I'll never forget. And uh, I get a little emotional about it, but it was, um, it really helps us to realize what we're doing with these, um, with these athletes and our veterans as well. So, um you know, and that's just one story of many. I mean, I, you know, there are many, many, many stories, and we continue to hear more and more of those. And, you know, that's why we do it. So, mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, that, that's incredible. As you like said, you know, you don't, we don't realize, you know, you see someone maybe for short periods of time in your community out and about, maybe at the store, whatever, and you know, like you said, that they're uh, a veteran. And, you know, maybe they are a wounded warrior. We don't know the extent, but, yeah, to go into that, to realize, like, somebody hasn't been with their family since 1968, that's that's incredible. And your sport helped bridge the gap for that. That's that's powerful. That's really powerful. Yeah, it really was. It's something I'll never forget. And, um, you know, like I said, it continues to drive all of us, I think. When I tell that story, I think we all realize why we're doing it and, and the good mm-hmm. that that it does, and we're going to continue to do that. Yeah, and that leads me, you know, I hear it in your voice, and I'm sure the listeners do as well, heart and soul. Uh, that leads me to, like I said, your volunteer service to the sport has led you to the formation and um, development of your 5013C, your nonprofit, yeah. which is sledhockeyfoundation.org, and I want, I would wondered if you'd like to share all of that with the listeners, you know, what, what it is, what it does, who it helps. That would be such a blessing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think the basis behind the, the foundation, again, is giving others. I, I mean, you know, Adam and I talked about it, and uh, we had some great folks here locally as well as in Pittsburgh, believe it or not. I mean, there's an, another great tie with Pittsburgh and uh, a great family in Pittsburgh. And so we're starting this in, in the Buffalo area and in the Pittsburgh area with uh, – you know, those two areas and uh, hoping to work with um, you know, our NHL uh, teams as well to, to help promote the, the Sled Hockey Foundation. But, you know, it's multifaceted. It is about getting new programs, helping support them with some money to new programs to give them a good start, a good foundation, no pun intended. But, you know, it is hard to start just like a business. It's hard to start a new program the first year, and, and they need some help. So, you know, what we do is, again, give them a good foundation, good base with some, some dollars to help them get started and then teach them how to, to, to sustain that program. But it's also our foundation is, is geared on, on much more than that. And, again, it's about the community. It's about giving our athletes the opportunity to become leaders in, in, in the community, um, giving them the tools they need to create a great life for themselves and get them involved and, and um, participating, getting back into the community and, 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 you know, through leadership and through 
um, you know, giving them positive role models. I think it's important that we have good coaches, good people within the programs themselves uh, to be good role models because these a lot of these folks, you know, they again, they are looking for something, and we want to make sure that what they're seeing from all aspects of, of what we what we give them are positive uh, uh, reinforcement, you know, and, and staying away from some of those negatives that, that you know, and some of the, the negative things, the, the roads that they could go down, we, we try to stay away from that. And, and it's important to us to, to make sure that we're giving, those, giving them those, um, those opportunities. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's the basis of the foundation. And, um, you know, we encourage anybody, you know, obviously we accept donations. They're 501c3, so they're tax deductible. And, uh, again, it's called the SledHockeyFoundation.org. I encourage you to go take a look at the site and um, see, what we're, see what we do. And uh, we got a gala coming up here in Buffalo uh, December 4th, which will really be the official um, announcement, I guess I would say, with this, this gala that we're going to have here locally. But, um You'll be hearing a lot more about it and here in Buffalo and in Pittsburgh, and then our goal is to have it um, different cities around the country and uh, build an endowment so that, you know, when I, when I say endowment, we'll, we'll have, we're, we're looking to build uh, enough dollars that long after we're gone that this thing will be continue to help develop and, and grow um, sled hockey programs, sled hockey athletes around the country, and uh, that's the idea behind the foundation. Uh, it, it sounds like, you know, through your son, Adam, and love for your family and sport, this truly is a labor of love, and you've created quite a legacy that's spreading nationally. That's It's been an honor. We're getting ready to wrap up, Norm, and it's, I can't believe a time has flown by as quickly as it has. And I want to highlight, again, for the listeners, how they could contact you to learn more and reach out and um, possibly get on the ice themselves or share it with someone they know. So, my, my guest is Norm Page. He is a director of USA Sled Hockey, and you can reach him at usahockey.com. His nonprofit, the 5031C, is sledhockeyfoundation.org. And Norm, it has been such a pleasure to have this conversation with you today. I want to thank you. Well, thank you for having me, Karen. It's been a, a real pleasure, and we can't we can't thank you enough for helping develop awareness and uh, um, you know giving us that opportunity. So, thank you. Oh, anytime. And like I said, I look forward to speaking with you in the future. I know you have some big goals coming up, milestones, I should say. And I look forward to uh, touching base with you and possibly having you back on to share share again. It would be great. Look forward to it, Karen. Thank okay. you. You're very welcome. I thank you for joining me and all the listeners. I hope that uh, you'll join next week as well. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for The Sky's the Limit. Karen Levitt looks forward to having you tune in for another program next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, the gift is the shift.